Section two of A Day at a Time by Archibald Alexander. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Marianne. Section two God in the Wheels. The Spirit of Life was in the Wheels. Ezekiel chapter one, verse twenty one. The prophet Ezekiel once had an extraordinary vision of God. He tries to tell us about it, but his description seems to be a meaningless jumble of cherubim and wheels wheels within wheels, complex, wonderful, unresting. Behind all, he saw the glory of God. And again and again he tells us that the spirit of life was in the wheels. Now that, at least, is intelligible, and it is a good thing for us to think about. The spirit of God is in the wheels. I want to suggest to you that he is in the wheels of industry. We have no hesitation in saying that God gives the farmer his harvest, and we actually thank him for it in his temple. A shepherd with a lamb in his arms is, for a pastoral people, like the Jews, the very image of the Savior God. But men who dwell in towns, and work in mills and factories, and yards and railways, or who control and manage such places, have little to do with either corn or sheep. Is it not worthwhile to remind them that God is also in the wheels? Do you remember how Kipling's old chief engineer, McAndrew, believed that his twin monsters, driving the linear onward on their way, sang their hourly hymn of praise to God? And why not? From all the wheels of industry and man's inventiveness, goes there not up to him a praise as real as the song of his little birds? Where two or three gather together on Lord's days, God is truly and graciously present. But I want you to remember that out in the noisy, moving world of industry and business, God is present also, guiding, controlling, and bringing his long, long plans to pass. It is by his decree that all the countless wheels of traffic and production turn and spin, for he needs them all and has brought them into being by the hands of men, and they are his, as the church is his. I would not have you, as Christian men, look upon your weekday world with its mechanism and its traffic, that world of yours that goes so literally upon wheels, as a province of life very far remote from the presence of God. I would remind you, rather, that God's Spirit is in those wheels, that they move at his bidding, and that they are working out his purposes upon the earth. I would suggest further that God is in those wheels whose turning brings us change. If you will allow the figure, I would say that God is in the wheels of change and time. As we grow older, we resent more and more the constant alteration of the surroundings of life. It saddens us that there should be such a continual moving on, but perhaps it is in the realm of doctrine and practice that changes hurt and perplex us most. Godly old customs die out. The face of truth seems to alter. Old notes in religion disappear and new ones take their place, and we are sorely tempted to ask if it be possible that the children can know God better or serve his Christ more truly than their fathers. Ah, yes, from forty years and upwards, men are very apt to have a quarrel with change. They resent it and would spike time's wheels if they could. Forgetting that the Spirit of God is in those very wheels, change is God's method and his blessing. 
The Bible does not envy the man who has no changes. It is afraid for him, afraid that for want of them he may settle on his lees and forget the fear of God. Of course, no one will defend every new fashion or assert that everything recent is an improvement on what went before. But I, for one, do believe that generation after generation, men are moving up, being shepherded up, the long slope of history nearer to God. I believe that God's promise is that he will do better for us than at the beginnings, and I believe he is keeping his promise. I must believe that the history of this world which man rough hues is, spite of all the wars, being shaped by God himself, or else there is no God at all. And so I would say to those who distrust the continual changes of life, and would fain stop the wheels that turn on and on and never halt. Fear not, be of good courage, for aback of all change is God our Father, and it is His Spirit that is working in the wheels. Again, I would suggest to you that God is in the wheels that shape your own lot and mine, the wheels of chance, they are sometimes called, the mere whirligig of destiny as if the world were some blind, irresponsible machine grinding on in the dark and heeding not which or how many lives were broken in its teeth. And I grant you that there be times when that idea seems feasible, for life is full of mysterious happenings, and chance sometimes seems the most probable explanation. The tragedy of Job is always being played somewhere. There are men who, up to a certain point in life, have known nothing but good fortune, and, after that, nothing but disappointment and disaster. Out of a blue sky the bolt may fall on any one, while from clouds lowering and heavy it is waited for, expected and dreaded, and never comes. The merest knife-edge of circumstance sometimes affects results out of all proportion to its importance. A grain of sand in a man's flesh, as Pascal remarks, has changed the course of empires. Yes, I grant you, there be times when blind chance theory does suggest itself, but by an overwhelming majority the instinct of man is against it. And best of all, Jesus Christ, our supreme authority, has pledged himself, in his life and death, that the ruler and disposer of all events is eternal love. We have learned from Jesus to say and to trust, Our Father who art in heaven, we know and believe that whatever is to come falls not by chance, but is sent and permitted by the love of God who makes no mistakes. Taught and inspired by Jesus, many thousands of men and women have committed themselves and all their interests, home, health, happiness, reputation, loved ones, to the keeping of God the Father, and known by the peace that came to them that it was a real transaction. Soulless wheels of destiny, say some. The blind mechanism of law. Ah, no. Jesus is a refutation of that. Law there is, and mechanism there must be, but neither blind nor soulless. For, above all, is the Father love of God, and it is His Spirit that is guiding and governing the wheels. Wheels of industry, wheels of change, wheels of destiny and God's Spirit in them all. Prayer O Lord our God, to whom not only the Church but our whole workaday world belongs, 
Give us the purged sight that can see thy tokens there. Deliver us from all foolish fear of changes, since the goad moving all things onward is in our Father's hand. And help us to be sure that whatsoever befalleth us and ours has been permitted and appointed by a love that passeth knowledge. Amen. End of section 2